You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I feel absolutely amazing. Usually I'm feeling pretty good, but I have been traveling for the last few weeks and I got COVID somewhere along the line. I I can just about backtrack to when I got it, but I got COVID. And so while the symptoms were relatively mild, just like having cold symptoms, if you will. I think the biggest symptom was just like that incessant cough. Um, I never actually felt bad. I think it was the the cough and then secondarily me being sleepy. Not fatigued, not tired, like I never lost energy, but I would like do something and then be like, okay, I'm ready to take a nap or I would be watching something and I would like nod off to sleep. And so not my normal. So I had a good chance to just like, you know, I'm pretty laid back and relaxed anyway, but I had a chance to really not do a lot of the things that I would be doing, which put a lot of things in perspective. Like, what am I doing that I really don't want to be doing anyway? What would I like to be doing more of? I appreciate all of the people who love me, who were checking in on me. I really, really do appreciate the love. and. There were some people that were checking on me like they were expecting me to be on a ventilator or something. And I was like, listen, if I were feeling bad, I would let you know if I were feeling bad. I am not pretending to feel better than I do. I don't feel bad. I feel okay. I don't feel 100% like myself, but I don't feel bad. And so I'm like, we're not about to bond over COVID. Do y'all do y'all ever know people have the best of intentions, but do you know like sometimes you could be going through loss or grief or anything that is kind of like not your norm and people want to show up and be there for you? Like, you know, you have a greater need for them. I don't. Um, because we're not going to bond over that because I'm moving right on through this. You know, let me tell y'all something. When my body does anything, I'm over here like I'm making declarations over my body, like my body functions according to divine purpose, according to divine will. I'm over here in my medicine cabinet with herbal medicine. And so I'm taking mucus buster tea and breathe easy tea that I get from my herbalist that I just had in the cabinet just in the event of, right? So the one thing that I'm going to do is do my best to take care of me. And I'm not a person who dwells on things. Like even if I'm having a rough day, a rough night, I'll feel it and then I'm moving through it. I'm not the person who's going to linger in it. So I might have been not feeling the best last week. 
and then people checking on me this week. And I'm like, I'm in these streets. What y'all talking about? Um, so the other thing I was, I was paying very close attention to like, what did I feel called to do? And so I felt like the sun was calling me. So I was in the park absorbing the sun, sitting on a park bench by myself, absorbing the sun and in nature. And do y'all know when I was in that direct sunlight, I didn't cough one time, like not one time. I was just allowing nature and herbs and all of those things and time and rest to heal me. Um, When I needed to sleep, even if it was the middle of the day, I let myself sleep because, you know, you detoxify and heal the most when you sleep. So all that to say, she's back. And better than ever, I feel 100% and then some. Now, that little creepy cough might come up here from time to time, but I'm still taking a mucus buster tea, which actually I might take it. And then five to 10 minutes later, I start coughing because the design of that tea is so that your, your body does begin to expel the mucus. And so while it's annoying, listen, it's effective. So there's that. Let's see. Updates. Um, if y'all follow along from podcast to podcast, I was going, I will, I was entertaining this one guy because he felt, you know, like consistent, intentional, and um, communicative. And that's no longer the case. You know, here's the thing I'm at this place in my life. Listen, if something is not working or if something is not what I desire, there's no sense to linger in it. There's there's no sense in, in 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 making something longer than what it is that it has to be. And so I moved right on along from that, which lends me to something that I've been noticing. I notice it in men and in women, just in us. Period. This just doing too damn much. Like when I'm saying doing too much, it's almost like from the place of needing to prove, needing to get approval, needing to get validation, something. And so um, I felt like this person was always, he he was an admitted overachiever. And I'm like, right, that's fine, right? We, we all might have those tendencies. But it felt like he was constantly sharing and doing things to prove a point or to like to get something for me and I and I could feel it and I'm like I'm not I'm not sure what it is that you need but even if I gave it to you it's still not going to fill the void because this is coming from a void in you I'm not sure if it's an, a void of inadequacy not enoughness I'm not exactly sure but it's draining for me because I can feel it listen I am very, very sensitive. I'm sensitive emotionally. I'm sensitive to other people's emotions. I'm sensitive, my smell, my hearing. And so a lot of people don't know that because I probably don't present that way. But I am very, very sensitive and in tune to myself so much that I'm in tune to things and people that are around me. And so when I feel this incessant pull, I'm like, my goodness, like, what is it that you need? And so... Sometimes, guys, we are in relationships. They're not always romantic relationships. They could be platonic relationships where we are pulling on people and we're in relationships because we really need something from other people that we don't feel like we have in ourselves. And so the motive of being in that relationship is really all about you and is really 
Marianne Williamson put it best. She said, most of our relationships are robbery at best. I'm in this relationship to see what I can extract from you that I don't have and usually vice versa. And then when we're no longer of use to one another, then we move on. Whereas for me, primarily, my relationships are where I go to give. So when I'm showing up in a relationship, even if it's a dating relationship, my first thought process is not what can this person give to me? My first, that my mind doesn't even work that way because I have every single thing that I need. That does not mean that another person cannot add value or give to me, but my come from place is not What can this person give to me that I don't have? How can this person make me better? You know, and so a lot of times, unknowingly, guys, we enter into relationships with this greedy, grabby energy. And so we have these expectations of other people. And you know what? When we have those expectations from other people, we set ourselves up for disappointment. So when we're disappointed and let down, the question is, what did you expect? What did you expect when you have an unspoken expectation, a standard or something, you're entering into a relationship, you're projecting this and imposing this on this other person. A lot of times they have no idea, right? Because we package our dysfunction really, really well. And then when they fail to meet, this expectation, you're upset. Well, guess what? You upset yourself because expectations, I said this on another podcast, can't remember which one. I read it before that expectations are premeditated resentments. You are setting yourself up to feel resentment towards other people, another person, when you have these expectations. And so I think it's really important that we we all have them. So we're all guilty. I'm really, because of the work that I do inwardly, I really become aware of my expectations or when I get let down so that I can can make tweaks, right? But it's not another person's job to make you happy, to fulfill you, to, you know, it's, it's not another person's job. And the fastest way to see people leave your life is to place these expectations upon them that they didn't sign up for. I promise you, the fastest way for me, even me, if you want to see me cycle out of your life real quick, Start with these expectations. If I don't leave your life, guess what? I'm going to place a boundary there because I already know that it is impossible for me to fill or fulfill whatever this void is in you. You know who can fill the voids in you? God. Guess what? The earth was made out of darkness, out of a void, out of a chaos, out of chaos and out of nothingness, right? And God hovered over the void and filled it with himself. He filled it with his creative power, with his creative word, let there be and there was, right? However you believe the story, but it started out of nothingness, out of a void. So God is not afraid of your voids. People are because people cannot fill them. That void in you is a God-sized void. So listen, I know I'm a goddess in these streets, but listen, fellas, girls too, I cannot fulfill the voids in you. I can't fulfill the voids in my client's life and my client's businesses, right? I'm one person. I'm an amazing person. I'm not here to fill your voids. I'm here to enhance. I'm here to make better what you already have. I'm here to add to. I'm here to add value. But I'm not setting myself up for that as well. So anyway, back to what I was saying, though, a lot of us, 
guess what? Probably tied to not getting approval in childhood, whatever, right? It's it's not what's wrong with us. It's what's happened to us. I've learned to re- rephrase that, because rephrase and reframe, because I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with people? It's what has happened to people. And so if we still have that desire, that need for approval, guess what? We're going to place that in somebody else's lap. And the moment somebody else takes that on, you've entered into a codependent relationship. But a person who is healthy enough, who who understands healthy relationships and healthy boundaries, they're not going to take that on and they're going to place that back in your lap, understanding that your emotions aren't theirs to regulate, your emotions aren't theirs to fix and to worry about, and they're going to place that burden that you've placed on them right back in your lap because that is where it belongs. It is yours to deal with. So anyway, Think about your expectations. What is it that you expect from other people? And where did those expectations come from? Like, a lot of it is not even our own stuff. A lot of it is like, this is what we're we're told, or, you know, society tells us this is how things are supposed to go. And so a lot of times we're not even tuned in and tapped in with ourselves to see what it is that we really desire. Listen, as opposed to On a side note, do y'all know it annoys me when people say opposed to without saying as opposed to, so they just say opposed to. Anyway, uh, I'm a bit of a worse mom. So anyway, I digress. But as opposed to having these unspoken and often unrealistic expectations, how about being clear on what you desire? How about making requests? How about asking people, telling people what you desire, and then inviting them to say yes or no? And if somebody says yes or no, I'm unable to do that, then guess what? You move right along. You part as friends. You don't have to waste time, energy, and attention. But a lot of times, you know what? We want our expectations to be met by the person who's least able, least willing to meet them. And so guess what? We start on this cycle to crazy town trying to get something that is not going to happen, right? What do they say? Trying to squeeze blood from a turnip? It's not going to happen. What do you expect? Like, what do you really, really expect? You know, what I, I heard Will Smith say, it wasn't the first time. It just hit home, you know, while, while, I, while I was... Uh, quarantining or whatever you want to call it. I was, you know, watching all kind of stuff. So I was looking at Will Smith on David Letterman's um, next guest. And he was saying how it took him, it took him using, um, how do you say that? Ayahuasca, ayahuasca mushrooms. Like I think he said he tried them 14 times over a two year period to get to the realization that most of our pain is self-inflicted. Most of the stuff that we're hurting about, anxious about, upset about, traumatized over, um, that most of it is self-inflicted because we're anxious about the future. And most of the things that we're anxious about are things that will probably never happen, right? And so we're everywhere but in the present moment. But he was saying that a lot of our pain, a lot of our suffering is self-inflicted. And so I wonder, I have an addictive personality. I know that, right? But I have a very low tolerance for pain. I, 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 didn't, I didn't used to, right? Physical pain, yes, but emotional pain. And I would ask myself, like, self, and myself say, hmm. And then myself is like, how is this working for you? Like, why do we keep going round and round this cycle of pain? Oh, the, you know, you you ever have a pain for so long 
that you get familiar with the pain and it's just like, oh yeah, cause you know, I got a bad shoulder or you know, my rotator cuff or my lower back or whatever. And so we just get familiar with the pain. And so we start normalizing the pain. And so our toleration point is so low that pain is just a part of our everyday being. A lot of times I think we live like that. We live with just this, this just existential pain and we normalize it. Listen, not me, not me. Because I've worked through abuse, because I've worked through so much trauma, because I've worked through abandonment and rejection, I didn't say get over. I said work through, right? I believe that life is a journey of just constant working through healing, peeling back the layers, work through and working through. Pain does not feel familiar to me. In fact, if I meet people and they feel like home to me or they feel familiar to me, I'm like, uh-uh, home home was a painful place. Home home was a dysfunctional place. So I, I'm more drawn now to things and people that don't feel familiar because to me, it feels like I graduated. I got a new set of challenges and problems that I'm going to be dealing with. Not them same shits that had me tripped up for years and years and years. But anyway, a lot of our pain is self-inflicted because we're so addicted to the cycle of pain and to everything that comes along with the things that hurt us that we cannot break free enough to make new decisions and get new results and new relationships and new experiences. I'm over it, right? And so if you keep cycling through the pain. Maybe you don't have an awareness, but it doesn't mean that just because you don't have it, it's not an excuse if it's available to you, right? In this world of information, we can Google, we can DuckDuckGo, we can YouTube. We Y'all know y'all, some of y'all got like PhDs in YouTube University. You can find every damn thing you want except for how to fix your damn life. You, we had Ayama, you know, our good sis, you know what I mean? Who was who was helping the masses? You can find everything but how to fix your damn life. And so whose fault is it? Listen, it's not judgment. It's just observation. I think some of us just like a painful existence. It just feels so familiar. You know how people say the devil you do know versus the devil you don't? I don't want none of them damn devils, okay? Me and the devil, listen, I, I don't I don't want no parts of anything the devil is involved in, but I just was thinking about this, like, what do we actually expect? What do we actually expect when, like, we don't deal with us and we project all this onto other people? And so now other people are supposed to be our saviors and they're supposed to just make things better for us. I can even tell it sometimes when people come into coaching relationships with me. They come in looking through rose-colored lenses and all googly-eyed because I'm the next shiny object, right? I'm giving you the same thing packaged in a different way. But the question is, why didn't it work with the last three coaches? Were they just not the right fit? Did you just grow or outgrow them? But why didn't it work with the last three coaches? Because more than magic, what we're going to be doing is more mundane than anything right? This this is not magic. This is not a quick, pick, a quick fix. I'm sorry. This is not a magic pill. It's going to be more mundane than anything. It's going to be doing a lot of the same things over and over because consistency of what is what yields the results. Yeah, I know I got a different personality. I know, you know, I'm a little more personable and I can understand and relate to you. However, however, why didn't it work with the last three coaches? Are you willing to take ownership of your part of things that you could have done differently and show up differently now? Because my price point is such that if you don't, you just waste the money, right? But I'm saying I can see it when people can come. I had somebody that I was working with not too long ago. 
And I mean, I thought they was just going to burst burst through the screen on me at Zoom. They were so excited. And they saw that I worked with this other, quote unquote, uh, maybe, what, what do people, maybe seeming like a celebrity attorney. And so it's like, I know if you can help her, you can help me. Yeah, I can. But are you willing to do what she did? Are, are you willing to do what she did? And the answer was no. So you're over here coveting what this person has and her path and how, but she she showed up very differently to this coaching relationship, right? And so you're looking at me as the conduit, as the person who can make the magic happen for you. No, sweetheart, you make the magic happen for you. And I'm, and I'm over here calling the plays. I'm over here with, as another set of eyes. I'm over here strategizing and helping you move through this, but you actually show up to do the work. So we can we can project and impose expectations across any relationship. We really, really can. And so if people are not healthy enough to recognize what's happening, then you're in some type of entanglement. And you as I'm not talking about like Jada and, and uh, August, I'm talking about like you all entangled in, in, in something that is just unhealthy, dysfunctional, and it's not going to be in service to anybody. Listen, at this point in my life, right? Not at this age, at this stage, at this stage, I want health, not just physical health, but I want good health, great health, optimal health, not just physically, emotionally, relationally, right? If my relationships are not healthy, then I need to do something different. I need to become healthier so that either I have the courage to leave the relationship and do something different, or I need to show up differently to the relationships. But you see, I'm taking ownership and responsibility of my part in it. I just wonder again, what do we expect from people? What what do, what do we really expect? Listen, and so because I'm sensitive to this, right? I, man, I, I can I'm sensitive and I can pick these things up a mile away. There's a um, gentleman that I was speaking to. I just told him about the podcast. So if, if you listen, this you, um, shout out to you. Um, I was telling him about the podcast, but I was having a conversation with him. And he said, do you have an addictive personality? And I said, I do. And I said, however, I read a book before. It was called I Forgot to Die. And the man was like an addict. He was on skid row. He was down bad. And now he's a multimillionaire. He said, rather than working not to become an addict, he said, I just changed my addictions to health and wellness and things that were actually good for me. So, right, I have addictive tendencies, meaning like, I will, like, I just found this new salad place, Salada, right? I got a salad there uh, maybe Saturday. Well, I went back and got one yesterday. And then I was like, well, I may as well get one for the next two days. So I'm the kind of person that I will eat the same salad over and over until I'm just exhausted from it. So when I say addictive personality, I mean that way, right? But anyway, I digress. The guy said, do you have an addictive personality? And I said, I do. And so he was like, yeah, because I do too. And I said, but but let's talk about that. Um, Might've been a different conversation. I said, but there is a thing called premature attachment. I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing premature attachment. I watch premature attachment because premature attachment has everything to do with, like I said before, something that you need, there is a need that you have and you feel like this other person. A lot of times it happens unconsciously, right? This other person is going to meet that need and fill this void. And so where I started to see this was, he made a statement to me and he said, are you married? And I was like, no, why? He said, because I never talk to you at night. 
Well, oh, well, last night I was out. Okay, right? And he said, well, I was afraid that you were talking to somebody else or that um, you didn't want to talk to me anymore. I said, noted. And so then another time I went out. This is probably all in the same week. And he said, you sure you're not married? And I said, no, I went out, right? I went out again. Here's the thing. I am not obligated to talk to you on a certain cycle. You're not my guy. Like, we've never even met in person. We're just talking on the phone, right? And so in talking, you talk, you explore, you get to know to see what the possibilities are, right? And so this is coming up like, oh, you went out? Yeah, I did. I went out. Sounds like it was a good date. Well, yeah, it was a great date. But then um, another gentleman told me, he said, well, you know, I'm not going to be competing with other men for attention. And I said, oh, okay. Why the hell you get on a dating site, sir? Why the hell did you get on a dating site? With the, the moment you set up a profile, sir, you're competing with other men for a woman's attention. You think if you don't find a woman attractive and beautiful that the next man doesn't find her attractive and beautiful? This is what I be saying, people. Like, what do you expect? I know that if there is a man that I'm interested in and I find him attractive, listen, I like high caliber men. You know, the TikTok sound, that's a black king right there. I like high caliber men, right? And so I know, especially these these women in Atlanta, I know that they find them attractive and aggressive enough to be like, hey, what is what what's happening, right? So I know that if I like you, then there's probably a myriad of women that like you as well and find you interesting. And so I would be a fool to be like, well, I'm not gonna be competing with other women. Now, In essence, I'm not competing with other women because I'm not performing for you. I'm not trying to perform and and prove my worth so you can just be like, pick me. Listen, I'm either for you or I'm not. And it's okay if I'm not. Do you understand? And so you have to be in somewhat of a healthy place to be trying to date or date online because you think that just because we had a few conversations and we had maybe chemistry and conversation and a few kikis and ha-has and laugh that this means that all of a sudden, okay, I'm not I'm not talking to anybody else. And we haven't had that explicit conversation. It's not about serial dating, it's about healthily exploring. But this person obviously had an expectation, right? He said, I talk to one person at a time. I never said that. There's no reason for me having talked to you for two days to now all of a sudden not talk to anybody else that I may have had interest with. Do you understand? But I'm not being deceptive. I'm not lying to people. I'm not making people think that it's something that is not. But again, what are your expectations when you enter into a relationship? Like you gotta, you gotta really search within yourself for that because I could feel from this person. I remember him saying, you know, I just wanted to be us in a little bubble. Let me burst this bubble right here. That's not going to happen. I start to feel like this greedy, grabby energy, like this energy of scarcity, like this energy of fear, like I don't want somebody else to have you, right? I'm a free spirit. And so I touch a lot of people. That's the call that's on my life. You don't have to work so hard to, and, 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 and like, what's the word I want to say? Like, hold on to me. You don't have to do that. If anything, the tighter you squeeze, the more I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm a free spirit. 
I will show up and be here because I choose to be. And believe me, that's the only way you want me. You don't want me by coercion or force. That's not going to work anyway. But you want people with you in relationship, in business, because they have consciously made a decision to be there, not because you had to work so hard to get them. Do you understand? Listen, this is the combination between doing too damn much and what do you really expect? Like, listen, let me tell y'all something, because this is taking me a long time to get here. If you cannot be your authentically, perfectly flawed, beautiful self and show up and people want to be with you, want to be friends with you, want to do business with you, want to, you know, do what be a part of whatever else it is that you're doing, then you are doing a disservice to you and to the rest of the world. If you can't show up and be real, if you can't show up and be authentic, because my effort factor is pretty high right about now. It's not that I don't care what people think. I care what people think, the people that matter to me, but not so much that I'm going to suppress my voice, not so much that I'm going to allow people to police me, not so much that I'm going to show up and be somebody that I'm not. Y'all know y'all get this intellectual ratchet, you know, with a little humor and a little spice, a little humor and truth. As the producer says, y'all going to get it all because I, it, that's all encompassing. That's all of who I am. And if you don't like it, I am okay with that. But I'm not about to try and prove myself and be somebody that I'm not. That is way too tiring. And I have way too much life to live and way too much purpose to fulfill to be focused on dumb shit like that. And so do you. So all that to say, listen, people, we don't have to work so hard for other people to like us and to approve of us. If you find yourself in that space, I find myself on occasion in that space and I reel myself back in like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not not doing that because we don't have to. Remind yourself who you are. You are. Remind yourself that you are worthy just because. You're worthy of love. You're worthy of connection. You're worthy of friendship. You're worthy of respect. You're worthy of love just on the basis that you exist, not because you have to prove your value and so much to somebody who cannot see it, okay? Listen, I see this way too much. Women, men, relationships, business, romantic, and I just think that there's a better way because remember, right, I want us all to win in love and in life and in every other area. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and share this podcast with somebody. They might be doing the most. You ain't got to tell them that. You can just say, I just wanted to share this. Let me know what you think. All right. I love y'all.